Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. This is the best show ever. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to this Best Show Ever Pod, podcast where I this is the best show, the best show ever. Concerts they ever this saw the in their show. life. Best show I ever heard. I think I have to agree. This week, this episode ever. is so truly unlike every other episode that I've done. Yeah. If you've been listening to the episodes and you've been enjoying them, this one's going to be completely different. Um, we do eventually get to the best show ever of this guy, but he's, he's too funny. He's too hilarious. We're having too much fun to even get to the questions. I've got Connor Marr on this episode, the owner and founder and uh, niche EO of the long strange niche account. Uh, Connor and I have become buddies uh, through the internet. Uh, honestly, through just being comedy guys, uh, he sends me improv stuff and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different comedy things. He's such a good dude, but he's also hilarious. Um, Connor is a school teacher, works at a school. Um, he is based in Florida for this episode. He's in Florida uh, as we're talking, but he's an East Coast guy. So we get into uh, Hampton stuff. We get into MSG stuff. We get into a lot of goose stuff that, you know, he was privy to some very cool goose early on stuff. How many times did I just say stuff? A lot of times. Either way, I'm going to get out of the way of this intro. I'm going to I'm going to fall back here and have you guys just sit back, relax, laugh your butts off to this awesome conversation that I had with Connor Marr. But first, it's a little bit of music from none other than Jesus and Fartfinger. But first, first, a quick break. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time. 
a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now at Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. I'll edit this out. No, don't this leave it all in. Cut this, cut this, Probably cut this. Cut the leave it all in, but leave everything else in. Yeah, but cut that and then we'll leave this in. You got a nice little like beachy vibe going on behind you, man. I, I live in the beach, man. This this little guy I bought at a thrift store when I was in college. It's the piece of art that I've had for the longest amount. Of time. I have had it for over 10 years. It's cats in the rays. And they're cats in the rays. Get it? Because they're cats and they're in the. Oh rays, yeah. But they're cats in the rays. <laughs> That's then, the Jerry uh, album that never came out. Cats in the rays. Oh, speaking of what? Wow. Whoa. It's ready to go. Man, you get the American Beauty vinyl on the desk with you. Yeah, on on the coffee table. No, was, I just remembered Zoom days of teaching and was like, oh, I need to like prop this up so I'm not like, hey guys, um, I'm on a podcast right now. I'm like looking down. I was like, need this to be a little bit eye level. I'm not going to stare at myself in the corner the whole time. Well, listen, I mean, like if it's, if people are listening on Spotify or people are listening on whatever. So like, that's you know, a some people are going to see it. Because this is going to be a very visually stimula- stimulating sode. Um, so if yeah, you're listening on Spotify, you're going to want to check it out on the YouTubes. Yeah, go ahead and just pause the Spotify and pull up the YouTubes. Yeah, subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe again. That's right. Helpful for the algorithm. Yeah. How? It's all about all hail the algorithm. The algorithm brought us together, so it's doing something right. Yeah, I pray. I pray to it every night. Yeah. I get to the side of my bed, and I'm like, "Just Lord, please help me get so many views, <laughs> so so many likes, Lord." Algorithm. Yeah. No, I just want the quality likes. I need, and I, I need my likes just to be like, "Gosh, that is that's exact algorithm." Thank you. Thank you, algorithm. This is the exact like I need. I want the drummer from a band that I haven't heard of yet. I want a guy who sells a lot of shrooms, but somehow has 10,000 followers. Yeah. No, 
I, I want. That's the thing is I, when I created Log Strange Niche, oh, thank you for introing me. Um, when I created Log Strange Niche with its whole 368 followers that we got right now, I, at, when I was at like follower 52, I was like, the fact that none of you have tried to sell me mushroom chocolates is kind of pissing me off right now. Well, posting fish stuff, that should be enough. Yeah, like, right? You, t- you type the name fish into one post. People are like, you want to buy shrooms now? Yes, of course. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly what you want to do. Like, is this guy too niche? <laughs> Never said. N- not a thing. We can always so I, explore the niche. We can always explore the niche. Also, I'm going to do a nice little intro for you. I make these yeah. nice little like intros and outros. And then I just, do, you know. Yeah. We'll I dive. do that by myself. We'll dive it in. But if you'd like... If you'd like, we can. I can do it with you right now. Sure. I mean, do you want me to intro you? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guy who makes funny videos in the character of a fan of a jam band on the internet, and now he's hosting a podcast. His name, ladies and gentlemen, is Cameron. And folks, we've got a really fun guest for you. We got him. We got him on uh, Google Meet. I wish he was here with me, but unfortunately, he's over the internet. We've got a uh, you know a, a guy that you might know as Long Strange Niche, a guy that you might know as Connor, but I call him my buddy, Connor Moore. What? Oh, and then the applause. <laughs> I have a studio audience here. Do you have a oh, studio? Oh fuck! Yeah, no, it's I hired my, them. It's, it's me and my girlfriend's cat, and so yeah. no, that's that's it. Wow, so it's not him. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna have to do. St- yeah, I'm gonna have to do something about that. I'm gonna have to get a, a live a live studio audience, probably. Yeah, crazy Ira and the douche get a couple of of sound bites that you just put in <laughs> applause every now and then. I do need a douche. I need a, a guy to come in and be the douche for me. That's a that's a, uh, a niche reference. reference, folks. It's a it's, it's a, a very niche. Rex. Later season, Nick Kroll when he was dating Leslie Nope. Um, he was on Parks and Rex and playing one of his classic characters of the radio host. Um, and that is what you're signed up for if you're listening to the Long Strange Niche limited edition, limited release Connor's Best Show episode. You're signed up for it, folks. If you'd like to unsubscribe now, now is the time. Go for it. If you don't know any of this stuff, might as well just hop off right now. There's going to be a lot of quotes and references that you probably won't get, but you could look them up. They're good lookups. <laughs> yeah, Google all these when you get home. When you get home, Google the douche, <laughs> Nick Kroll. And yeah. I hate to do this to you, but that was actually a reference to a Nick Kroll YouTube video that I sent you a couple oh weeks ago. <laughs> Google these. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, I know. It's that. Oh, niche. yeah. You don't even that's realize the, that niche it is. <laughs> that's the 92Y, like Bill Hader and yeah. Nick Kroll. Yeah. Or no, yeah. Not, not Bill Hader and Nick Kroll, the John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. You'll find it. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah. This is, I mean, if you don't know this stuff, it's going to be a tough episode, folks. We might even, we might talk about fish, but we're probably just going to talk about really, really niche comedy stuff. Yeah. Just Steely Dan and niche comedy, which I've I've also started to re- realize that niche comedy is just the things that I like. I don't. I've tried to get other people to talk about their niches and like a buddy. And when I say a buddy, I mean a random person on the internet was like Legos, and I was like, totally, man, know nothing about that, but I'm happy it's your niche. 
Um, actually, I don't care about that. So yeah, so yeah, but you're you're out there and you're caring about it. Soccer, cool. There's a bunch of All leagues. Right. There's no way to follow soccer. Yeah, yeah, there's no possible way to follow soccer. So by niche, I just mean the things that I like. Yeah, it's it's long, strange Connor's favorite stuff. Yeah, but it's a great way to be an idiot on the internet. So I love I love the account. I think it's the best. <laughs> As a guy who is making niche, uh, super niche comedy, like all my comedy friends, like from Chicago and stuff, and the friends that are out here with me, they have no idea what to do with the stuff that I make. They're just like, like they know that I've them do comedy and they think I'm funny, but they're like, good, good. So it's yeah. about a Tila. What's what's a Tila? What's a fish? What's a MSG run? What is this? Right. I know Ryan Storm. The, uh, hold on, let me pick up that name real quick. Um, Ryan Storm. Uh, he said, oh, "Name drop." <laughs> uh, there's going to be so many. Buckle up, um, Ryan Storm. I posted like fish rocks, and he's like, "Not that niche of a of a take." And I was like, "You have no idea how you are the niche. You're a niche inside yeah. of like like fish has become such a big part of your life that you don't think that fish culture is niche." And meanwhile, you are the de- you're the niche of the niche of the niche. Yeah, fish isn't Coldplay or U two or fucking. It's the nichest. Yes, they, I mean the nichest you can get while selling out seven nights at MSG. <laughs> MSG, yeah, but like, go just go to the grocery store right now and like tap a guy on the shoulder and be like, you know anything about fish? They're gonna be like, fuck off, I don't know you. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, no, it's in the back of the grocery store. There's there's ice. There's a whole bunch of fish. That's where you can get it. They actually do sushi at this grocery store. It's a really nice one. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah haven't, so that- you haven't had a guess that you can play off of yet. Like, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> like, people, are I've done my best. I've done my best, but I, it's really just a lot of me doing goofs and people being like, cool. So I was just talking about the concert that I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> just shut the fuck up. The, your, your Chicago comedy friends will really, really appreciate that. All the third and fourth city people will really appreciate this. Uh... And they'll be like, this guy can do improv. This guy can do band. <laughs> Let's get him out here. To love Let's give this guy a suggestion. Here's a suggestion. Yes, and what's <laughs> what's the what's the what's the first concert you ever saw in your life? First concert I ever saw Chicago and oh. Earth, Wind, and Fire at the Virginia oh. Amphitheater, Virginia Beach Amphitheater. Uh, I believe it was. It may have not been the Fourth of July, but it very well could have been the Fourth of July. Um, Saturday in the park. I think it was the Fourth of July. I think it was. My mom's birthday is the 4th of July, so six-year-old me, I remember I had gone, like, my first concert memory ever is going to get, like, a soda or something, and then they go into Saturday in the park, and I was just like, I mean, six-year-old me was probably was like, fuck this, I gotta get back to my mom on the lawn, and then ran back and was like, "Sad! It's the Fourth of July! It's your birthday! It's the song! It's the song! All the stuff! It's, it's all, all the things!" Yeah. So that was my first one. I do think that I saw like a Beatles cover band at like a brewery or, or something, but first concert concert was Chicago. 
did you say where was that what was the venue any beach amphitheater it's gone through many different names when i was there as a young child it was the verizon wireless uh amphitheater i believe now it's the veteran home loans amphitheater uh fun fact because uh some of your fans are jam band fans fish was playing there on the day jerry died so that's because that was two days ago r.i.p jerry um but yeah fish was playing in virginia beach 757 is that the same venue where they busted out the terrapin station or am i getting that wrong i am not that much of a historian but yeah of course it is of course it is we nailed that that's perfectly right ryan storm won't get mad if it's wrong at all gosh (laughs) gosh what about uh what about what about the worst show you ever saw so i've actually been asked that many times because i am a very positive showgoer and people like everything is the greatest thing in the world to me um the worst show I could not, I honestly can't tell you because I am just so stoked on every single show. The worst show moment was at a fish MSG show in 2018 when one of my roommates just goes, Oh, why would they play this song? And I was like, dude, just close your eyes and wiggle. Like we were up in like the 300s, 200s, whatever. And he just says out loud, why would they play this song? To this day, I don't know what the song was, but... I was just going to ask. I was going to ask. It doesn't matter. I mean, we can pull it up. Let's go 12, 27, 18, Fish. I'm sure that... Nope, not 12. Oh, no, no. Maybe it was 28. Maybe it was 28. Maybe it was... So, Connor, that's a T-shirt. What you were saying before. Shut your eyes and wiggle. Shut your eyes. Oh, wow. Wait, can you? Oh, we're, we're literally recording this. So we, we're so we, unbelievably live right now. We're incredibly live. Stay live. We're absolutely live. But that's the T-shirt is shut your eyes and wiggle. I've been that is a, a pretty standard uh, like thing that I say out loud. So that's very true to me. It's just to just close your eyes and wiggle um fuck that is the, we're recording i don't need to write it down write it down and i'll have I'm, it recorded i've been writing a lot of things down the past couple of weeks i have a buddy who if you'll allow a tangent who every time we get together for a fish run or something like that we'll just write down all the one-liner just stupid shit that makes us laugh and we call it the set list and then we'll go through the set list and it's just a great way to when you're super hungover or whatever on a sunday morning just to just absolutely cheese um to to the moments that you guys had um I did i did this exactly the first time i ever did acid at alpine i um i took it early and i was like i was really i was just getting into comedy yeah. And I, so my brain was like really into like I was just getting into performing comedy and doing it. And so my brain was like really wired that way. And I was like, I am gonna write down all of the funny things that I think or feel during the show. And then this is gonna really like spark some big idea. And you sound like <laughs> me the first week I moved to Brooklyn. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a comedy genius. I'm gonna write everything down. 
I'm a savant and my brain is going to come up with beautiful things and all. So me and my brother share the same iCloud account. And so like we share, like I, I see his notes sometimes or like sometimes I'll get like his missed calls, weird, like little stuff. Um, but he, <laughs> he had my notes in his phone. He's like, so all you got from the whole show, it was one sentence and it just said pain in my dick guy. <laughs> Cause there was a guy. <laughs> There was a guy who was like on a like a four wheeler, and when you pull into Alpine, it's just like a big open grass lot. And he's like, pulls up on a four wheeler. He's like, "All right, everyone, single file line in your cars. Pull in right next to the car next to you. Do not be a pain in my dick." And, and I'm like, "That's a guy." And then I just let it go after that. I I, I didn't. That was the funniest thing, I guess. He's that- like, "This is." He's like, "This is your second city training. Just pain in my dick guy. Pain in my dick guy." It, that is a guy. I mean, that's what the internet has devolved into. It's just, hey, here's a guy. I have a whole list of guys. Shit, you just made me remember that I have a list of guys that was just a free association guy. Um, fuck, do you mind if I just go? I have not looked at this. Guy who is obviously sharing, too, uh, sharing on social media but doesn't want to be. Guy who wants you to know he does the fun drugs. Guy yeah. who was so nonchalant about sports that he forgets why he watches. Guy who fucks chickens. Guy who hates his girlfriend's ch- tattoo. Guy so who run- hold on, hold on, hold on, pause. Guy who fucks chickens is that what? What are we doing with that? Um, no, but so there's another one. Guy who's trying to light a Super Bowl right now. Guy whose girlfriend's criticisms, while they are direct and helpful, our overall relationship are a little too pointed sometimes, or not so much that they are pointed that it's like, did you really need to say that then? I'm trying to watch the game. Um, guy who fucked a chicken one time. Uh, guy who strictly eats at Jersey Mike's. It was a whole bit. It's a whole thing. Yes. I'm remembering now that I wrote it as like a multi-character. Shout out the guys, the just period. Shout out the guys. <laughs> shout out uh, the guys. Shout out the guys at the uh, Friday beers because I yeah. love their sh- their shtick of like the Friday beers conference room when they're just trying to come. So that's what that was. I'm now remembering that it's you know everyone's just throwing out an idea of a guy and then as your beautiful reaction thank you for subscribing to the youtube um the guy who (laughs) gets a reaction um and it was that one yeah and it's just like wait 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 hold on hold on on. was one of those guys guy who fucks chickens you're like yeah yeah and then there's also a guy who only eats jersey mics yeah who gets in a fight with his girlfriend you're like yeah 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 what are we doing with the guy who fucks chickens? Is it just, what does he do? And you're like, right. I mean, like, whatever. It was one time. It was literally one time. Guy who says I holes can't, are holes, man. Like, I can explain it if you guys give me a fucking second. I can, yeah. I can tell you why. Yeah. I mean, when that beak <laughs> looks you right in the mouth. Uh, what are you supposed to do? So yeah, I was. It was Chicago. Was my first show. Um, does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? Anybody really care about time? It's about time. Oh my god, dude! The guy who only eats at Jersey Mike's. So he's like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm down for lunch. Yeah. What are you guys thinking? Uh all right. Well, I think I'll probably just get Jersey Mike's. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm kind of sick of Jersey Mike's. Uh, I mean, we could do Wawa. No, like Wawa is cool. I, I, I love Wawa and stuff, but like yeah. it's more of like a Philly thing. And I'm just, I'm Jersey proud. I'm a Jersey Mike's kind of guy. So can't really be seen walking into a Wawa, you know? Yeah, they're, they're right next to each other. In, in the shopping center. And so that's going to be a whole fucking thing. <laughs> right. So after oh you got that, you this guys is already, yeah, I got so much to cut, dude. There's <laughs> so, I, I have so much editing, <laughs> editing to do. On this. The director's cut, a uh, just completely unhinged version of this. So it's going to be incredible. Who, you, who am I kidding? I'm releasing the Snyder cut of this. This is going to be, you're getting yeah. the whole. Yeah, I mean, only the Mishas will be listening slash watching this. And yeah. So it'll be four people and they're going to love it. Tell you what, you four people who are still listening, there's going to be a super nice surprise for you at the end of this episode. Yeah, we're actually going to talk about my best show ever. <laughs> we're actually going to we'll actually talk about concerts and we'll do the podcast. Yeah. That's going to be the gift. <laughs> holy shit dude yeah this is um this is a uh, very unlike any other episode i've done with anybody else but i feel like i, I knew that yeah I knew that we, knew, we knew what we were signing ourselves up for yeah it'd be so, it been so funny we've here. ever spoken directly to each other yeah we've got a lot to get out there's a lot of <laughs> There's a lot of buddy energy to get out. It would have been so funny if you came on the podcast and you just had like glasses on and you were like, had your like notes in front of you and you were just like, yeah. So I wanted to start off um, with my first show. Really interesting. Um, I, I felt the first time I ever saw, and like you just like, <laughs> very, very earnestly got through the whole podcast. I would have, I would I mean, have loved that. I also would have gone crazy. While you're here. What's up? I said, feel free to smoke a bowl while you're here because it seems like you got lighter on hand. I do have lighter on hand. I, sometimes I got to just play with something. You Yo, know? absolutely. Yeah. You got to twiddle with something. I was playing with the back end of my buddy's truck one time and he was just like, can you get your fucking ADHD hands off of that? Oh, wow. Speaking of props, uh, I'm going to do air cube while we do this interview. So you had questions. So I do have questions. You you actually did answer a few of them, but now we're going to get into some of the other ones because um, I have more. Lean into uh, the other. So it's hard to it, how do I do this? It's hard to pick just one best show ever. So, do you have any shows that you would be just remiss if you didn't get to bring up any honorable mention shows? I'm so happy you asked this because a show. That obviously popped into my head when this first came up, but I can't tell you that I remember any of it besides I remember being it, it being an incredible show is no doubt. It was such a sick show early. Like oh my 2009, God. no doubt. Paramore opener fucking ripped my face Whoa. off. Oh yeah. That's a <laughs> $10, sick tour. $10 lawn seats, courtesy of live nation when they used to be chill. Um, are they, are they a sponsor? You, you have sponsors. Um, sorry. I didn't oh, mean to. I will, I will never have live nation. I, I'll never have live nation. I will have live nation. Though. I was just about to say, I, I heard the tickle of live nation and I might need to just <laughs> read a uh, fuck long strange. Like we could just live nation. All right, it's, it's going to go under the shirt. Write it down. Write it down. Toggle. Right. 
this is also what it's like to hang out with comedians in, in real life um where everyone's just like is this fucking is this a thing like instead of like live nation like live nation it's like live nation and then we all write it down for a second yeah. it sucks it sucks i it, hate had <laughs> i i will I, always remember being at an after party for one of my plays that i did in college and i was just controlling the entire room just holding court and I'm noticing this guy in the corner just like taking avarice notes. Avarice isn't the right word, but it came up. Um, and oh, and greedy, greedy notes. He was greedy with all of the things that I was saying. And then he just comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder and says, thank you. And then leaves. Whoa. I was just like, can I, can I just see the things that I said? East coast is a crazy place, man. Chicago people are too nice to pull that off. Yeah, You'd be like, ah, darn it. Well, that guy's pretty funny, so never mind. <laughs> yeah. <You> just leave. <laughs> no, East Coast is ruthless. Midwest is too nice, and the West Coast is too high, so. We're too high, dude. Dude, print the shirts, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what was your question? Oh, Paramore, and no doubt. And no doubt. Oh when you my realize God. that it's a bangers-only set, and you're just like, spider webs, hollow back, um, uh, oh, dude, it, I'm just a girl. The song is Spider. How good of a song is I'm just a girl? And how good of a song is Spiderwebs, dude? Like those are two of the best songs ever. Maybe best songs of all time. Um, the only song that is possibly better is Hella good. Got me feeling hella good. That's it. That song will change your brain. I used to shower to that song. <laughs> Just yeah, and you probably had a bunch of you had a, you probably had a bunch of really good days after showering to that song too. Yeah. Um, Dude, turn off this. Turn off this episode and go listen to fucking hella good right now. Why, 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 are, you, why are you? Why are you listening to this? What are yeah. you doing? Well, they're taking notes as well, so they <laughs> good. Good, hella good. Yeah, we're gonna. They're, they're like, wow, we just went twenty five or six to four into hella good, and also another shower song. This is my uh, this, is, this is my show. We're gonna talk about show, songs that we listen to in the shower. Um, the anthem part two, Blink one eighty two. Oh. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh shit! That's what I got from the record store. All right, sorry. <laughs> I was out of town for two weeks and uh, Sierra was just like, you have a record waiting for you at the record store. And I was just like, yeah, it was too long ago. I forgot what it is, but it's take off your pants and jacket. And I'm pumped to get it. Oh, classic. Did you, are you, have you seen Blink? I have not. I was too cool to see them this time. You know, five nights at MSG, one night of Blink. Um, But in that realm for the blink fans for the niche blink heads that are the scene kids if you will last fall we went to see my chemical romance oh one of my all-time faves dude, <laughs> dude. One of my, truly truly one of my all-time favorite bands so in this past fall and i say this past fall like it was almost a year ago um 
we saw My Chemical Romance, and it was one of the sickest shows ever. Did the move where you buy tickets in like the 300 levels, and then you search on Game Time. Thanks for the sponsor. Use code Niche, uh, and <laughs> and we bought like 100 level tickets, like really close to the stage, and it was just like we're paying for four tickets, but fuck it, this is gonna be sick. And okay. gosh, it was sick. They are so sick. I saw them uh, play with Blink-182. It was My Chemical Romance Blink-182 tour in like 20-fucking-14 or 12 or I don't even remember. It was amazing, dude. And if you hear I'm Not Okay live, dude, you're you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. That song heals you. There was a guy behind us during cancer singing the background vocals. And I was just, I looked at him, I was like, sing it, dude. Sing, like, just give me all. And, and like, he was singing and just weeping, cry guys. And we talked to him after the show because that's what they closed out on. That was the encore. And he's like, yeah, I flew from Brazil to be at the show. Oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, well, I'm so happy you sang your heart out for the last song. Yeah. People are so massively connected to to that band, and oh. uh, yeah, dude, it fucking shows when you're at the show. You you are a guy who cries at shows. I know because I also cry at shows, and we'll send pictures of each other crying at shows. Cry all the time. Crying all the time. What, can you? Uh, do you have any uh, like big time like any times that you were especially a mess crying at a show? Especially a mess. Um... I mean, gosh, uh, there's multiple. Um, I can tell you rather my most recent crying at show story because this is an honorable mention show as well. Um, But I also felt as though that the show, like, you know how like in the NBA and the NFL, they have to like wait three years before they go into the Hall of Fame. That's how I'm thinking about this most recent summer tour um, is like, it's just too recent to be the greatest show ever. Um, yeah, this is my honorable mention in a show that I did think about talking about today, but it's not the show, so I'm happy you asked this question. So, this was Goose at SPAC this past year, Saratoga oh, Performing Arts Center for those yeah, layman. Um, and so the song Silver Rising, um, which is mm-hmm. a, a co write between uh the goose boys and their dear friend matt campbell the keyboardist and lead singer of pseudo sorry i have to do a little bit of uh history lesson for the niche heads um teach them up coach them up we're we're sitting on the lawn my brother and our buddies and i and we're just like and my brother is talking to a friend and he goes yeah uh connor's favorite song is silver rising he literally cries every time he hears it whether it's at a show or just by himself so if they play it tonight he's probably gonna cry and as soon as he finished the word cry opening chord of silver rising they opened (laughs) opened with it it was literally one of the most symbiotic moments of my entire life and then my brother is looking at me and goes see he's gonna cry right now watch watch him he's gonna cry so they open with my favorite song at one of my favorite venues. Sierra's from upstate New York. So SPAC is a very special place. Um, also, Matt Campbell, the writer of the song, went to Skidmore College, which is in Saratoga. So it was very, very special. My my second episode, we're going to talk about this show. I'm not going to keep talking about it right now. Um, we can edit this out. But 
and I now have the pressure to cry. I'm known as a cry guy in that community. I am the cry guy. And they're like, cry, cry. And then I'm like in my head being like, dude, you have to cry. You have to cry. But I, I get to this point where I'm just like, it's your favorite song just enjoy the song like you just need yeah. to enjoy the song like stop thinking about whether or whether or not you're going to cry just enjoy the song and i did thankfully because i'm a professional at going to shows and then like they finish they do the whole like the cacophony of sound in that song feel the rush taste the blood oh, oh my god dance and rain and just, <laughs> just, I just unload tears. And just to start off a show, tears, first song, first set. I, I'll send you the picture so you can put it in the YouTubes. Um, I, I take pictures as cry guys. I, yeah, as we dis- previously discussed, I take pictures every time I cry at a show to normalize crying at shows. You should normalize it and it should happen. And I, I've also been there where it's like, this is too early to be crying in a show. <laughs> like it's way too, like they, uh, I saw fish at Alpine Valley in uh, 2022 and that's not like a memorable run, but they open with 1999 on Saturday. And then I, I haven't seen Fluffhead at this point. Yes. And they, they go into Fluffhead and like the 99 Alpine Fluffhead is like a very like storied fluff. And I just, we're, I'm there with my, my brother's, which adds to it. I think that like when you, t- when you take in the whole moment, you're like, I'm here with my brothers. I'm, I'm in the pit, you know, or I'm, I'm yeah. here, I'm at SPAC or I'm at Alpha, whatever it is. And then we're also there with Kyle's two friends who have never seen fish. And I am just like, like, uncon- like I'm not, it's uncontrolled streams coming out of my eyes. And I'm looking like, I look up the lawn and away from the band and especially away from Kyle's friends. Cause I'm like, it's, way too early for me to be crying this hard and they're going to be like what the fuck is going on like these two people but yeah dude it's also like you know moments where you feel like uh like you know the first time i saw dead and code do morning dew was this summer and i had seen them like eight times and so it was like finally getting the morning dew and you're like i should be crying right now oh but you're it's not, it's like a contrived, you're like, oh, well, I'm not. And then you get in your head a little bit. And the second that thought leaves and you're like, finally back in the moment, it's just like waterworks, floodworks. So I, I just remembered my uncontrollable tears time because De- yeah. Denko sent me, it was not Denko, it was Phil and Friends at Levitate Music Festival and also the morning dew it was not morning dew. It was Franklin's tower, roll away the dew. Oh. And I have a vivid memory of freshman year of college, cleaning up the party room after a party in my fraternity house. And one of my buddies comes up to me and goes, Hey, Connor, you know, every song, do you know who sings this song? And I, and he's blasting Franklin's tower. And I was like, ah, my dad." raised me on Jay Giles band and ACDC, not on Grateful Dead. So no, I really don't. I think it's like Grateful Dead, the greatest band in the world. And I have visions of him as I'm trying to clean coats and go, roll away. For the listeners on Spotify, I'm shaking my hand. Just doing like a little hand. You you do what you think I'm doing. Roll away. Yeah, what you're doing is exactly right. Um, and that's 
and but the buddy who did that had recently passed and oh, i had this moment that i'm like holy smokes i'm hearing this song and i pulled out my phone to text him and say I'm yeah. Oh, the hurt face. Oh, I know. Dude, Never dude, have I ever dude. cried on a podcast. <laughs> oh. I pulled out my phone to text him and I was just like, oh, I can't. Oh, lifetime shit. Fuck. And I was just sobbing uncontrollably. And but it was also just like the beautiful moment because you allow yourself to believe that he's watching this moment that you're having, and you're just like. Yeah, man, I remember it. I remember you. This is your song. This is one of the greatest songs oh, ever. Dude. Uh, you're, gonna make, you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me cry right now. We're it's like, it's what we do. We're cry guys. Sorry. That's Actually, I'm not sorry. That's a guy. Guy who cries at really moving things. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like when you're, you know, when you connect with music in that way, like that's where it lives. It lives yeah. in that moment. And it, it'll live there forever. So every time you hear that song, like that moment lives in that song for you. And like, oh man, this, that analogy, just like that exact thing just made me weep uncontrollably to Mrs. Doubtfire, a movie that, a movie that does not hold up very well. A lot of transphobic stuff in the Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire movie. Sure. Um Obviously, Robin Williams, incredible. Sally Field, incredible. But there's that mo- there's that moment at the end of the movie where Robin Williams can't see his kids anymore. They they've uh, agreed that it's going to be a year. He's completely broken. He go he just got the job on the television show, and he is as Mrs. Doubtfire on TV. And the kids like don't know where the noise is from that is coming in the house, and they run into the TV room and they're watching their dad on TV, and Sally Field's watching him on TV, and they're all having a moment together. And I'm just like. Oh my God, when you make things, you're with the people that you love when they can, when they watch it. Or like when my folks see me do some like goofy stuff, they're with me. I I mean, poof, I, I, Jess was like, wow, you really like Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm like, no, I really like art and I really (laughs) like messaging and I like fucking my family and like... (laughs) If you're still listening and you have not subscribed to the YouTube, you're fucking up. I mean... You got it now, Robbie. <laughs> you got, if you're if you're still listening, you got it now. If you're still listening and you haven't shed a tear yet, get out of here. Get out of here, dude. If All you're right. not weeping, if, if your keyboard isn't just flooded with tears, get out of here. <laughs> we we have asked we've asked people to stop listening to this podcast like four or five different times on the episode. Well, that's that's <laughs> how like, we stop. Stop right. listening. Go listen to Hell Again. You mean yeah. if you haven't yet? All right. Thanks for coming back after that. Hell good. Wasn't it such a great hey. song? We're gonna t- pick up. Welcome this. back. Welcome back. We've been talking for twenty minutes about Fern Gully, um, and and now we're gonna talk about. We are gonna talk about your your best show ever, dude. Do okay. you do you have do you have a best show ever? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, there's some there's some shows in the past like two weeks that. As my mom said, wasn't the show that you went to last week the greatest show you ever been to? To which I said, yes, it changes every time. Um, but the greatest show before this past summer um, was, uh, to be a real fish fan, uh, 10, 18, 18 fish. Oh. Um, hold on, let me make sure I verify that date. I'd be a terrible fish fan if I didn't. 
because um, it might be 10, 18, 18, 20. Yeah, no, it is 20. No, no, 10, 8, 10, pardon, pardon, 10, 19, 20, 18. Don't even know the year. Favorite show. Great fall. Incredible fall run. That's the fall run I saw my first show at. Wow. Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow. So wow. you're a very recent fish fan. I, it took me a long time to see them. I saw, I mean, I've listened to fish all the way through like middle school and high school. I just never had buddies who were down to go and I could not go to a, a fish show alone. I just was not confident enough. I've done it now, yeah. but I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it then. So yeah, no. but yeah 2018, my, my buddy, Andy Urschel, also improviser, also incredible actor, um, second city guy that I, I did stuff with. He was I mean, they were in town at the Allstate run at 1028, so days after your best show. And he's like, do you want to come? And I was like, I can't afford a ticket. And he was like, you're going anyway. So uh, we went, and it was fucking sick. But not your best show ever. My best show ever. Okay, so. Where, where was that? That was at the Hampton Coliseum. Um Wow. So I'm from Virginia, from the 757. It's been discussed. It may have gotten edited out. Um, I have, um, yeah, I grew up there, so I've known of the mothership. My uh, my best friend, like from life, since like we were in we we're in the same first grade class together. Uh, his dad is the technical director of the Hanton Coliseum. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, I've worked like dinosaurs walking with dinosaurs, the ticketed experience, like yeah. different shows like uh, uh, WWF raw before it was WWE. Like I've done the load in for those shows. Um, and my, my buddy who's not a fish fan, his little brother um, was, he was there for, uh, he did the load in and like, not to get him in trouble or and no one's good. This is the niche episode. No one's going to listen to this one. Uh, he like took pictures of like the white guitars that they used for Kavast. And they're like, shit, we might get an entire Kavast Vox set. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So he was there for the load in and, and such. Um, are we, so 2018. Yeah. Go home. And I had a bunch of, I mean, obviously it's a hometown show. So a bunch of buddies are going. Um, and I was just, and my friend, I think it may have been his first fish show. He did the load in. Um, and I was just like, well, it hand to Coliseum for those of you who don't know, it's the perfect venue. It's entirely GA. You can be on the floor if you want, you can be in the seats if you want. And every single seat in the entire place is perfect. I will see you at Goosemas. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Was that to oh, me or was that to the listeners? That was to the listeners. Um, oh, okay. More background on this. So I had just moved to Brooklyn and fish, uh, like uh, earlier that summer fish announced their run uh, i didn't have a ticket yet i was working for my buddy who's a huge fish fan and at the at this restaurant because you know we're actors we have to have cliche jobs um oh yeah niche is that a thing i don't know write it down um <laughs> i'll take that minuscule laugh um and my very first table ever at this restaurant 
my buddy's like, hey, um, it's that guy's birthday. He actually has extra fish Hampton tickets. So you should go and talk to him and crush his birthday party. That guy was Greg Knight, um, who if you are a goose, and we have a nod of approval from Cam for the listeners. Um, if you're a total goose head, you know Greg. Um, he is one time, if not current, publicist for Goose, really took them from the where they were when I first got to know them to the upper echelon that they are. And just overall crusher, shout out Greg. Um, his wife's about to have a baby. He's about to be a father any day now. Uh, but he, he is in my phone to this day, five years later, as fish because he had an extra fish ticket to my greatest fish show that I've ever been to. I will continue to text him to this day and I will type in Greg and I, and, and I'll have to delete it and put in fish. Um, and so and I will never, we'll never change it. Um, Cause it gives me a laugh every single time. Um, but let us dive into the set. Um, wait, do we talk about drugs on this set on the show or not? Absolutely. Okay, so I, for my buddy's little brother, also my buddy, he worked the show. We've discussed this. And I, at the time, just had like an ounce of mushrooms and was like, guys, this is going to be sick. I have an ounce of mushrooms. And they were like, and he's like nine years younger than me. So he was, I don't think still in high school. Who cares? Um he he was like, how much do we take? And I was like, honestly, I have no idea. Just grab three or four and go to town. So off into, to do it. Uh, off into outer space. We go in, we get on the floor, and we are from me to the guy with the dog hair away from Trey. And we're just <laughs> literally like probably like 10 feet, 10 people deep. Um, and I'm like, mm, you know what? It's like 7.53. I think I can make a run for it. Go to the concessions, grab like five bottles of water and just start handing them out to my my buddies and then also myself and a, and a random stranger. The stranger then goes, yeah, dude, thanks. You want a tab of acid? To which idiot me was like, yeah, of course. And having just ingested too many mushrooms, double down on a tab of acid. This show is not incredible because of the drugs. It's just a part of the show story. Um, I'll go to that list and you will understand how incredible the show was. Um, but yeah. So just so you know what planet I was on, they open, they come out strawberry letter 23. Love it. Wow. Wow, I'm one of the few people in the native circle around me that know what this song is, and I'm just grooving so hard. I'm not holding it against them. I'm teaching them as you do with your neighbors. Um, yeah. And then, of course, they go right into, as the drugs start to hate effect, you want to balance yourself a little bit out, blaze on. Please. Please. Find your balance. Please. Blaze Connect with your fellow neighbor light up the jaunts um, into a mock song, which was lovely. Can't tell you that I remember oh, it. It was lovely. Into my favorite song in the entire world, Divided Sky. 
divided sky, dude. And I am probably 20 feet away from Trey. Um, and he held out the pause before and just I've, I, in our private discussions, I've told you this, if I ever get to ask Trey one question, it is, what do you love more? The roar of the crowd before you go in to the divided sky solo or the absolute silence that the crowd gives you before you go yeah. into the divided sky solo, because that Big roar question. is unbelievable. But the fact that 20,000 people can go from just screaming their faces off while they're doing absolutely nothing into an absolute pin drop. You can hear pin, pin drop, drop silence. Yeah. Just so you can go. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, it was incredible. I'm going to cry again. I definitely cried then. Um, and it's it's such a special moment that pause it's such a if you know fish it's special if you don't know fish you're like why is this so awesome it's like the, it's such a fucking sweet moment it's it's truly my favorite when i was at msg i i make the point i i'm like the opposite of the fish fan who's like well this is still on the table i'm the fish fan who's like don't fucking tell me i would like to be surprised even though they've played a large amount of their catalog and so going into night seven with putt, I was just like, I have no idea. And then I look and they started playing Divided Sky. And I'm like, oh, wait, my favorite song is still on the table. This is incredible. And then they, they played it again. And I was just like, oh, um, yes, dude. dude. So that was truly, truly special. Wow. I'm now, as I'm going through the set list, I am now remembering why. This is my favorite show of all time. And so it's nice to just confirm. This is a live confirmation that this is my favorite show. Raga, Rage, Reggae, however the fuck you want to say it. I don't care. Raji. Ragi, Ragi Apparatus. I think it, I think it's Raji Apparatus. Yeah, it's yeah. Raji. Yeah, Raji. Anyway, so that song, it's chill. It's great. Um, but we move on to the first fish song that I ever heard. Sparkle. Weezer. Oh. So my my dad was a middle school teacher and was a middle school teacher in the early 90s. And his kids would make him mixtapes and mix CDs before. And, but there's one mixtape. It's called the Kendra mixtape. Kendra, if you're listening, I couldn't tell you what your last name is. But she made one of the greatest mixtapes ever for my dad. Um, Dang. And Sparkle was on it. And as like a seven-year-old kid, laughing, laughing, fall apart, laughing, laughing, fall apart, laughing, laughing, fall apart. You probably drove your dad dad crazy with that song. Just having him play it over and over and over again. Um, Great song. That was the first time I ever heard that live. um, And was, you know, as we said, art and family, your family is with you in that moment. My dad was at the show with me he wasn't but spiritually his his astral projection was there with me yes Um, dude as as we were laughing laughing and falling apart um and then undermined very sick meat first time i ever heard meat live and it has become a very very sick song rift and then walk away to end the first set 
What a, what a first set, dude. What a great first set. What a first set. I mean, as I've said at many a shows, that's been my favorite show. I could go home now and be a happy boy. Like, because the first set, you're just like, what? Like, I don't need any anything else. Yeah. Um, when I talk about my when we when I host my podcast, the top twenty favorite shows of your life, um, I uh, I'll talk about Atlanta Goose this past year because that first set was one of the greatest first sets of my entire life. Um, wow. But yeah, so mothership, you get outside, you realize that the sky is actually divided. Um, one of the greatest parts about the mothership, aka the Hampton Coliseum, is that you can stand outside at an elevated place during set break and enjoy the night air, and it's just gorgeous out, and it's perfect, and you can go back to your seats even though you never even had seats to begin with. Um, met up with a buddy, shout out Matt Miller, He'll, he's one of the niche heads that will actually listen to this. Um, we had a discussion about how he's a glasses guy that night. I, it's funny now because I'm wearing contacts. I, he was basically like, dude, just wear fucking glasses all the time. Like you don't have to wear contacts. Um, and from then I've become a glasses guy. My glasses are broken right now. So tour, dude, your glasses break on tour. Um, happens on tour, dude. Did um, I am guilty as charged with the stories of talking. Do you have anything that you want to say as the podcast host as we've reached that break? This is this is not my episode. This no. is your episode, no, my sure. boy. This is all about you. So yeah, uh, do I have anything to add? Absolutely fucking not. Other than that, it was a, that's a great first set. Well, guess what they opened up the second set with. I'll allow you to guess. Uh, that much of a heater. They're gonna rip your face apart. What do they open up set two with? Razor. False. Carini. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like you thought you were feeling the love and the light of a divided sky. You thought you were laughing and laughing and falling apart. No, fuck your face. We're doing Carini. Run. Karini, Karini, and it was just absolutely magical. Did the second set. My buddy was actually, um, he had ADA seating, so we were like, it. We we got some space to really get down. Gosh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. This is a live memory. I just remembered. I we so we were on like the, I wasn't on the floor anymore. I was up a level, but just hanging out in like the alcove slash like not the aisle, but basically just boogieing with the security people. You've been there before. Um, and I was getting down so hard to Karini and spinning so hard that I literally told a, a random woman who was wearing a blue Madras shirt. I was just like, you are my anchor right now because I was just like that far gone that like, Whenever I didn't know where I was, I was like, all right, she's there, so we're good. Um, yeah. Which you got to have an anchor. Got to have a buoy out there. Yeah, have a buoy. Thank you. Yes, because it keeps you afloat rather than drags you down. Um, you are my buoy. And that's just a, an advice to, you know, young kids who want to do drugs. Um, get yourself a buoy. Pick someone out. They're your buoy. Whether they agree to it or not, they're your buoy. Yeah, you don't need to actually have any conversation with them. 
Um, but just for stabilization purposes, as they say in, um, uh, wow, this is like one of my, uh, Batman begins always mind your footing. Yeah. You didn't expect a Batman begins quote right there. I haven't expected most of this episode. <laughs> To be honest, well, no one's gonna listen to it. This is actually just I have and I have conversation for longer than like sending voice messages to each other. Uh, but now you're getting a gist of who I actually am, and you're loving it. So I'm loving it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> dude. Let's hang out. Yeah, honestly, yeah, come to Florida. Um, <laughs> so Karini, well, yeah, we'll stay focused. Into sand um, side quest. I saw the Mansfield shows last summer and the guy in front of us had a shirt that on the back, it said no talking during sand. And then during sand, we were like, Oh my gosh, they're playing sand. And he just talked through the entire thing. Forgot what shirt he was wearing. This motherfucker. Forgot what shirt he was wearing. He's like, yeah, I love sand so much just because people usually respect sand and no talk during sand. I love sand, dude. Now that they're playing sand, I'm so pumped they're playing sand because, like, I was hoping they played sand. And I was kind of thinking, like, maybe they won't because now we're in the second. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. I uh, So uh, on my water bottle, I have a long, strange, but chunky don't talk sticker. Um, That's a chunky. If you're talking at a show, that's absolutely a chunky. Don't come over by me. And it's great to Figure have out what you do. Had all, all Homer to think about it. I'm wearing my own hat now. Um, I had putts hat handy that I changed like 17 times. And I realized I'm going to sweat so much that I'm just going to let the hair rage. Um, but this is actually fantastic to have during shows because then you can silently tell someone don't talk. And yeah, except for when my brother, when I started talking to him, he grabbed my hand, my water bottle out of my hand and just flashed it right. And he don't talk to me. And yeah, my, my brother, my, my little brother will, he'll, I'll just be in the middle of talking to him and he'll just hit me with one of these. And then he'll point at the stage. He'll just like finger over the mouth. Shush. And I'm like, right, right, right. We should talk about how I was just talking. I'm sorry. I yeah. yeah. We should definitely talk about how you were just talking. Oh yeah. No, I actually just I, I I was talking with Anisha this morning about shushing people, and I realized this past week that the one of the reasons why I love to say "gosh" during shows when I'm amazed, I just go "gosh" because then you can extend that into a "gosh." Um, it's a gosh. It's a gosh shush. Gosh fish. The shush. Fishish. So, yeah, Karini, Sand, Golden Age, hated it, right? <laughs> Bummer. Twist. Hey, you know, if you get a twist, it's a good show. That's that's a, that's a concept for my older brother. If As soon as you get a twist, he's like, you know it's a good show if you're getting a twist. You know you're, just how every rainbow has a blue jay. Um, every rainbow, not every last one of them has a blue jay. Every single one of them has a blue jay. Um, every twist show is a good show. Um, so we're twisting, we're having a great time. We are in the mist of the mountains, mountains in the mist, and you're just oh. like, Gosh, this is so lovely. 
feel free to mail it in guys we've had the greatest show of our entire lives take it wherever you want meat stick meat stick dude <laughs> I, i'm sorry i the i know meat stick is meat stick and everyone has fun and they dance but the first notes of meat stick get me so riled up dude <laughs> when you hear Paige just like i'm like i freak out yeah this is not a hot take this is not a niche take i'm just this saying is not a niche take um but yeah i mean it is that is a, the tension build of that song is like yeah we know what we're about to do to you but we're just gonna let one guy start the tease um yeah so meat stick so and for those listening intently um we 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 have a meat meat stick show not often i don't know i'm not biz archive don't know how many times that meat and meat stick have been played in the same show but it happened that one um oh, man. that's Zen. that's a good call that's a good that's a special that's point. that's about as far into the analytics that i will get because as i've said previously just close your eyes and wiggle um and not only do you close your eyes and wiggle, but what do you do after a meat stick? You split open and melt. Ew. Good Lord, dude. This is a hot show. Hot, 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 hot. Piping, piping hot. But gosh, let's finish. I need to, I, so one of the characters for the fans listening at home, my friendship with Cam is is based out of me wanting to be an idiot on the internet and use my acting skills. And he inspires me. It's a very real compliment to you. Um, and I want to do the Dude. things that you do, but, and I'm, I'm trained to do such. So like, I know I can do it. And yes. one of the characters that I would like to do is just goose fan in 2053. Um, who's just the worst. And just talking about how, like, dude, I was there in 2018. Like, a lot of guys, a lot of guys became a fan during COVID. And, like, that's cool and all. Like, Ted Tapes, you know, they did the whatever the ping pong machine thing is. But, like, a lot, and they were putting out new content. It was sick. But, like, I was actually there before COVID. Like, I knew of them before COVID. Um, and so. I, look, I looked up in 2021 and, like, there's all these people who, like, like goose now and i'm like okay i guess like welcome but like i've been here you know yeah i mean i was actually a pseudo fan before even goose of the thing dude like yeah. not to and actually hold on let me just quickly shout out my buddy hunter hollingsworth who i believe i've already shouted shouted shit it out but after one of, after one of the um he he invented goose he made goose happen um so um, after one of the MSG shows, I'm going to tell this story quickly backwards. I know we have to get to the encore, but we're at set two opener. So take 15 minutes. Trey needs 15 minutes. And uh, after um, after one of the MSG shows last week, Rick is just walking into a bar as we're walking past. And I just hit him with a, hey, Rick, I was at a SPAC with Hunter Hollingsworth and Matt we had an incredible time. Thanks you for an incredible time. And the face that just lit up on Rick Materatonda's face when he heard the name Hunter Hollingsworth, um, 
was just like, oh, got him. New, like, cause it, it, I mean, imagine like hearing one of your buddies from home, like face, the uh, name just pop well, up. Probably it was like, it was like a Nardwar thing for him. I'm sure he was oh, probably like, what? A- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so full on tangent, just so Ryan Storm can understand Goose history. Um, you have time, What's right? He- Someone teach that kid about Goose. I think he's got to learn, like, what's going on. So there's this band called Vasudo, right? Um, right. And Vasudo, every year, and possibly multiple times a year, um, would play what they would call Ridge Fest, because where they lived in Connecticut was on, like, the ridge, where, hey, at night, clear skies, you can see Long Island from the ridge. Um that's yeah, a very shit. niche quote of Hunter Hollingsworth that only he will get. And I will, so we're going to have six listeners to this episode because I'll force him to listen <laughs> to this one as well. Um, but so, and they would play in my buddy, uh, in my brother's friend's backyard, um, Vasudo would. And so my brother, wow. went to, my brother went to college and his freshman year, the kid who lived across the hall from him was like, dude, you got to listen to this band. My buddy's from home's band. And would play factory fiction in Crazy. 2007, 2008 Empress. Like I actually Empress hadn't been written yet. Um, Hot love and the lazy poet, my favorite Vasuda song of all time. I force everyone to listen to it. Cause it is the greatest song. I met the lazy poet on the stack lawn, told him that. Um, sorry, we're, we're going off on our tangents, but so as a part of my obnoxious 50-year-old Goose fan, um, I do get to say that I knew of Vasudo before 2012, um, which is kind of which is kind of nuts to be in on it like that early. Um, but also like very, very sick. And um, yeah, no, Vasudo. They, they, they do my body right. And that video will be funny because it is true to you. It's not, you're not going to be doing a guy. You're the guy. You're the I, guy. I am the guy. Hey, you're yeah. the guy. You're the guy. Niche Thing. reference to your Niche self. reference to myself, <laughs> yeah. to, my, to, to my short sketch. If you guys, yeah. what, hey, if you like YouTube, check out, <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> you guys are the guy. I, oh, gosh. <laughs> gosh. Putt has got me so fucking self-conscious about how many times I say gosh now. Um, but anyway, um, we were at this Relics event, pick it up, put it down over there. And we saw – and I saw this band that I strictly know from TikTok. And they are I, – I just refer to them as the TikTok band. And, like, Jack Black saw one of their things and was like, oh, this guy is kind of like a Jack Black character. And I walked up to him and I was like, hey, I don't mean to be that guy, but you guys are those guys. So, And you in particular are that guy. So remind me, which guys are you? Because I don't know the name of your actual band. I just know that you are that guy. And they played it really cool. And it was really sweet of them. AMH band. I think it's like Aaron and the Metal Hawks. not in my breakfast waking up but shout out them because they're putting themselves out and being idiots on the internet and if we're good at anything it's about being idiots on the internet you know i'm down for that you know i'm down for people being idiots on the internet and Uh, doing jack black stuff you know if you're doing jack black stuff let her rip yeah i think jack black is one of the most underrated comedians of all time 
Um, yeah, when's the last time you saw Saving Silverman? Because it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. I think that he gets overlooked. Anyway, he, he he's, wor- he's worked enough. He's going to be okay. Jack he'll, will be all right. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. Can't wait for the reason. Um, but anyway, oh, random question for you. What is the state slogan of Virginia? Any chance that you know what the state slogan of Virginia is? Um, it, it ain't no jokey. Be a hokey. Wow. I love that out of you. That's incorrect. Um, if I okay. started you off with a Virginia is for lovers. And yeah, I knew it, that actually. I actually knew that. Fish is playing. Virginia is for lizards. Mothers. Lizards. And that was the encore. The lizards. Um, dude. <laughs> what a a great encore a great any part of the show but when you get that for the encore you're like special this is special absolutely absolutely special um it was incredible it's my first time hearing it live and to get the divided sky roar pause solo and the lizards roar pause solo in one show in your hometown Hampton's not my hometown, but you get it. Um, was just it, it was just spectacular. Um, Improv guy, you love when there's you love when the callbacks just hit super hard, like a meat a meat in the first set, and then a meat stick in the second set, and you're like, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, we like callbacks. We're improv guys. Sorry, <laughs> the guy. Um, wrap wrap up the set. We we wrap it up. Thank you for the listeners for letting me go on my goosh tangent i'm sure half of you hated it because you're fools um edit that out we're, we're all positivity here anyway um i think the people that hated it still listen to it yeah they, they do it's it's like when you hate a sports team and you like listen to the sports radio show that, that that's their sports team you're like i gotta know i gotta know what my enemies are up to so pe- goose haters you know just about as much as goose about goose as people who like goose be yeah. honest I, um, I, my, my buddy, who's a huge fish head, I I work at a school and my boss is a fish fan. That's what we talked about for as long as this interview has been going on is we just talked about fish. Um, and then he has hired three more fish heads and it's been fantastic. I'm sorry for saying fish heads. I'm sure the dead head people are getting upset with that, but chop it off. It's a fish head. Um, But anyway, Virginia's for lizards. We finish the show. We end up at Waffle House. And my with my friend who I started, my friend's little brother who I started the show with, and our other buddy, and my friend, aka these children who I gave mushrooms to. They're not actual children, FCC. Um, <laughs> they, they were in college, so it's okay to give them illegal drugs. And Be fine. Yeah, you'll be cool. Um, and I just will always remember my friend's friend was just like, I don't even know how to order. And my friend just goes, don't worry, Connor will take care of all of it for us. And I just ordered for the table, just three all-stars at like 2 a.m. Yes. And then we, we look and we realize 
Oh, what shirt did my buddy get on the lot? Virginia is for lizards. Whoa. Dude. <laughs> right? I hope everyone, all seven of you that are listening to this, we got an extra listener. Uh, all seven of you that are listening to this are like, I did the same woe that Cam just did. And as I told him, I was like, I would buy that shirt off of you for $500, but I cannot even take that shirt from you. Like, you buy a Virginia is for Lizard shirt on the lot on your first fish show and then proceed to get a Lizard's encore. Yeah, it's like, welcome to seeing this band for the rest of your life. It's like, yeah, that dude's about to see. It's like you're seeing fish forever now. Yeah, uh, keep coming back. It works if you work it. Um, that's a niche reference for the AA kids in the community. Well, niche AA, little 12 step thing. Yeah. We reference it. We reference everything. It's not just Nick Kroll stuff. Yeah. It's, it's we, just- we can go beyond ref Jeff. Um, but yeah. So Virginia is for lizards at Waffle House and then proceeded to be one of the, we literally told the people at Waffle House, this Waffle House is caddy corner to my mom's house. Like, there's a stoplight. My mom's house is right here, Waffle House. It's like you can see the KFC right through the front window. Um, and, there's no uh, cute restaurants around here. It's actually a really nice neighborhood. Um, and we basically, my buddy tells the lady working at the working at Waffle House, like, listen, it's it's one o'clock in the morning. It's Friday night. You know we're fucked up give us the full Friday night show. And this Waffle House decided just to put on an absolute time of a show. I spilt my drink. They refused to refill my drink the entire night. And I was like, please, I will tip you out so much. And she goes, no, no, honey, I'm going to put it on the ticket. It's already on the ticket. And (laughs) she needed to tell, and then like did a full, I'm going to put it on the ticket dance and oh my god at one point i was juggling eggs for uh chocolate milk um it was yeah the show that was actually my the best show ever was the waffle house after my favorite fish show we just we went through the whole fish show just so we can talk about that was all a preliminary to talk about oh no honey i'm gonna put it on the ticket i'm gonna put Put, put it on the ticket, and it was I mean, another we were, T-shirt. I'm gonna yeah. put it on the ticket. Yes, I saw you with. I'm gonna put it on the ticket in on your shirt. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, but had me just doing. I'm a saw. I saw yous with for the entire weekend. He could not get the song out of his hand and uh, out of his hand, uh, out of his head, yeah. and. It was just, it was just too, too, too much. And as you can tell, the residuals are still in my head. So yeah, I think I paid like hundred fifty dollars for a forty dollar meal. Like oh it was just one of those times where you're at Waffle House and you have too big of a bill, and you're just like, you deserve it. Love and light. Thanks a lot. I mean, I had just seen the greatest fish show of my life. I want. Yeah. And I was walking home to my mom's house, which is like across the street. Um, and it was, like, was, I don't need anything. I don't I, need, I don't need any of the money in my account. I don't need anything anymore. All, need, I, all I need is tonight. I just need this water bottle, 
my Rubik's Cube, uh, this Rubik's tech Cube deck. That you this, you this, almost solved that Rubik's Cube. Oh, I am going to solve it. I actually fucked it up, and then I had to start over again. Um, so we're just going to keep talking for uh, – just give me, like, five more seconds, and then we'll get it. Um, but, yeah. We're going to have Connor on for, gonna have Connor on for five more seconds. And then five, four, uh, three. You can ask a question if you so choose. Two, one, fucking one, one and a half, one and three quarters, done. If, for those of you watching the video, Connor, throughout this whole entire conversation, has solved a Rubik's Cube. So <laughs> we keep it. Tell, tell your favorite podcast host about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. What podcast you got doing that, huh? Yeah. I didn't think so. Didn't think so. Yeah, and then proceeded to walk around to my mom's house and my our other buddy who was coming to like the next two nights of fish was like, Connor, don't worry, I didn't sleep on your bed. Your bed's wide open. And I was tripping so heavily that I was like, ah, you take it. Floor is good for me. And, and just we've all been there. And we've all been there where you're like, no, no, no. I need to be as close to the ground as possible. Because you need your you need, like, you need your anchors. You need a buoy. Sometimes you need a cold wooden floor. Sometimes you need a little carpet. Sometimes you just need like one little spot. And it, that spot doesn't always end up in a bed. No. You know? You know it when it's right. I regretted it like hours later when I was still sure. awake. But at the time, it felt so right. I mean, I just had the greatest fish show. Probably tipped the Waffle House lady $100. And gave my bed to a friend who was going to the next the show. Um, so it's the greatest night of my life. That's a great night. That's a fucking great night, dude. I mean, you want to hear how shitty the next show is? No, I'm just kidding. I kind of I kind of do. But I I also, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of like, in the next show. Oh no! You missed the wow. Tila. I'm just—I'm sorry. Just this is just a moment in Fish Rocks, and they always have something in the quiver, and can just always empty, just empty a quiver, and then have a full quiver. The next show, Slow Llama, Fuego. Oh. I know, Runaway Jim, Bug. Little girl was not on stage, but she was there. Um, Mound, Tila. I've been calling it Tela for 50 years. 46 days and set one with a fluff head. I was there for the show. I was there for the show. It's the mothership. That's why you're going to be at Goosemas. It's going to be sick. It's going to be the greatest show of your life. I got to go to Goosemas, dude. It's, you know, if when you've, you've given me a place to stay, I don't have tickets, but it's just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this, and this Hampton story pretty much did it for me, to be honest. It seals the deal. Yeah, I'm. I've like joked about like trying to work the show, um, because the, I know the people that. Oh, and then just yeah. think it would be so hilarious just to be like doing loaded and be like, "Yeah, Jeff, where you want this gong, man?" And he's like, "Why? Why are you touching my gong? Why are you?" I would love. I I would kill to do the loaded. One, I could use a little work. Actors are on strike right now. And two, I just think it'd be so funny because we have interacted with Jeff a little bit, and it'd be so funny. It'd be like. Mr. Revelo, do you need any help with any of your things? 
Right this way, Rick. To to (laughs) be honest, I would probably just annoy Getty so much and be like, dude, but like, how do you make the lights go? And isn't it like so cool when like you have like a circle in your LEDs, but then it kind of looks like a G and you're like, like, like you could spell out goose because it's like a G and an O and like you could probably make it, but you don't. You just do like a G and like it's just like one extra little dot. Um, here, I'll do it this way for the listeners. So it's a, so it's a circle and then he'll do like this. He just won't light up this half, but then he'll like get one to the inside and you're just like, oh, it's a G because their name of the band is Goose. Um thousand o's right good and then just a quick it actually probably is and just a quick and mind you this is not the greatest show i've ever been to but i also went to this show we'll just do a quick set to encore first tube tweezer there's your tweezer what's the tweeze love a tweeze dirt uh backwards down the number line what is this guy's deal dad um no man in no man's land cavern real shitty time got a jaboo okie paw close it out with a Susie greenberg and then one Man. one little encore that i know you're gonna love shine a light wow dude and that wasn't even shine a light. i've never been to that was the night after Oh, man. Well, one, I got to get to Hampton. Two, I've been listening to Dick's shows to get ready for Dick's, but now I feel like I got to drop everything and listen to this Hampton weekend in 2018. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, that's fucking crazy. It's absolute bonkers. Um, And then, oh, wait. Oh, I just lost it. Um, So the next thing, the next night, and this is just a great fish lore, and I, and this also allows me to just hate myself even more and goes into my second podcast episode with you. Um, that Sunday, like everyone was just t- so beat from the first two nights that there was a literal, you may remember this from like when, I don't know if it was like StubHub, but like there was the commercial for the ticket Oak. And it's like, oh, you can't just go to a tree and get tickets at wow. that Sunday show, there was a literal ticket oak where people were just attaching with tape free tickets to a, a tree outside of the Hampton Coliseum because so many of their oh friends God. were like, ah, fuck it, I got to go back. Like, there's no way that they could do anything after that. And that would have been my first yam if I didn't go. You didn't stick your ticket on the ticket oak, dude. And I'm an idiot, but I... For my second episode, I will tell you the story of my first yam. It's not available yet, as we've foretold about or previously told about. It's not available for Hall of Fame consideration just yet. Um, but my first yam was an incredible tale. This this will probably I'll, I'll probably have to break this one up into episode one, episode two, and then uh, so your third episode <laughs> we'll talk about we'll do just the yam, and then episode you don't four have the rest to show of this to anyone except for just just send it to Ryan and Sean and Jeff. Jeff won't watch it, but he might. <laughs> He'll watch like the first thirty seconds and be like, "Nice guys, that's awesome. <laughs> Good for you guys. That's awesome. It's so great." Uh, do you 
do you have anything coming up that you're stoked on, dude, or anything that you're listening to right now that you're stoked on? Um, fuck. I don't know, dude. I live in Florida, which is like one of the biggest mistakes of my life was moving to a place where there's no live music. Um, but it allows me to just send the summer. I'm a teacher, so I send the summer every summer and go see all my buds. Um, so you're, I'm just coming off of like a two and a half week tour. And also there was like a week before that where I saw three goose shows and yeah. Um, so I'm kind of maintaining the chill for a little bit and taking care of my body. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much it. And then I got to teach these kids. So who's going to teach these kids? How do I reach these kids? You, you had a huge, massive summer. So yeah, take a little rest, dude. Relax, chill. And then in the meantime, and thank you so much for coming on, dude. Yeah. I, this, this was so much fun. I'm um, so happy that our first actual conversation was an hour and a half long. <laughs> and it's recorded and it's on Spotify. That's how that's how all of my first conversations with everyone I'm friends with are on Spotify. <laughs> Very normal thing. Super normal. All right. So what's your like your closeout bit? That was a little bit of music from Jesus and Fartfinger, but also just a hell of a conversation with Connor. Uh, that's the first time Connor and I have spoken to each other longer than like a couple second voice memo. Um, but I already feel like his good buddy. Connor does that to people. Makes you feel like your good buddy pretty much right away. He is down to joke. He has got all the references you could ever know and ones that you don't know for sure. Um, and he's just a he's just a good dude who's also seen some good shows, apparently. That's what we've just found out. So um, if you liked this conversation, follow Long Strange Niche, his account. Make it not niche. Make it a huge thing. It's one of my favorite accounts on anything. Um, and also check out all the other conversations of Best Show Ever. Um, we, we mentioned a bunch of people in this episode that I have got episodes with. So go check those out. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, and until next time, guys, have a great show. Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.